Today we're talking about why you shouldn't be repeating the same programs over and over again. One of the most common questions we seem to get asked by uh, people that are early on in their journey is, what should I do after I finish this? I think I'm just gonna repeat the same program and it is almost always the wrong thing to do. We're gonna tell you why. What's up everyone? My name is Yanni Bormeister. I've got the orange glasses on today, so we mean business. To my left is Phil White, aka Switched On Physio, ready to take all of your online physiotherapy inquiries. <laughs> and across the table is Brad. Uh, behind the mixture is Richie. We are Unity Gym and the Unify Movement System. Guys, we turn driven people into athletes every single day. It's what we do. It's our purpose. And uh, if you want to know how, you can download our blueprints. Uh, links are in the description or you can go to unitygym.com. What's up, everyone? Yeah, you know, ready for a, for a good discussion. This is one of those ones uh, uh, when we we're coming up with what the topic should be for today and for this week. Um, this one just keeps coming up over and over again so i think it's important if you uh if you've heard this before but you're still asking the question you haven't heard it enough <laughs> yeah yeah i like it. it 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 fits in with my kind of sports background and what you know training for kind of elite sports is like but it also fits really nicely into my physio approach now it's it's all about yeah progressing people so yeah that's right uh, and look to frame it you know the the, the one that we get asked the question about the most is the foundations program, right? People do the foundations program, um, either just phase one or phase or all three phases, and they get to the end and they say, "Hey, I just finished this. I'm thinking about doing it again." And it's the, it's the wrong thing. It's a real misunderstanding of the way that the body works. Like the way that we, the the whole purpose of training when you lift weights and when you do things is to is to create a response in the body called adaptation. Where I, I remember hearing this analogy, which I really really liked. If a tree uh, if the sunlight is directly above the tree, the tree will grow up. But if another bigger tree comes and grows over that tree, the tree will start growing sideways to adapt to get to that sunlight. And you can see that in nature all the time. And the body works the same way. The body will adapt to the stimulus that it's given. So what happens is you create a stimulus, which is something that causes adaptation, the body adapts. And if you don't change that stimulus, the body stops adapting. So the initial result that you got you won't get again when you do the same program. You have to continue to change the stimulus for, for adaptation to occur. Yeah, 100%. And uh, there's many ways that you can stimulate the body. And of course, the most obvious is, is, is weight, how much weight or resistance you move. That's what we do in the gym. We're either moving our body weight or an external load. And, you know, you can do the same exercise over and over and, and repeatedly increase the weight and you will adapt but you plateau quite quickly and you don't adapt um, nearly as much as if you uh, <coughs> sort of manipulate multiple variables and the second most obvious is to change up the exercise that you're doing you know so if you're doing one exercise all of the time and slowly progressively overloading with different load then you're going to get a little result but if you are undulating between a few variations of that movement uh, you're going to get a much better result. And just on the, if you're only progressing the weight variable, like there's just for the type of people we work with here, we want to build athletic bodies and, and mm. it's not just about lifting the most amount of weight. So you've got to put, got to stimulate your body in ways that are going to, um, you know, be good at strength, endurance, as well as power, as well as, um, strength, and then also bring in fitness and, and mobility. So when you're just working on that 
when you're just hammering that um, same program with just changing one variable, you're really missing out on giving the wide range of responses that you know is what makes the, the body able to do all these exciting athletic things. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I mean, another way to, to look at this stuff as well is that uh, barbells are what creates the greatest amount of strength in the body. And, you know, all the top strength coaches in the world are getting people to train with barbells. So the when you talk about the UMS Foundations program, it is a phenomenal program to prepare you to do the more advanced stuff that we want people doing. It's It was never intended and it shouldn't be used as something that you just repeat over and over and over again. It's a preparation program. It gets you ready and then you move on to the... You know the big kids stuff which yeah. is uh which is where you, you know we want everybody to be yeah and just to be clear about why barbells are so good it's like not some magical property that they you know exude out when you when you get them on top of your shoulders that's but not true they are magical <laughs> they are. Barbells as soon are magical. as you touch them and pick them up you go <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's i think this is a really good chance like reason to talk about you know why this stuff works and with barbells it's because we can you know really control and and progressively overload to a level that you just can't get to with with dumbbells if you have dumbbells you have to often like holding them grip strength becomes an issue whereas uh, with barbells you can kind of keep progressing that that weight variable and um, you can also get pretty funky with uh, power and um, and speed stuff as well where it's just yeah and also because of the way that it, it creates the rigidity in the body as well isn't it with a barbell like when you grip onto a barbell your whole body you know yeah. tightens up for I mean you could use the example of um, you know, a dumbbell chest press versus a barbell bench press. Yeah. Grab a couple of dumbbells, it doesn't matter how good you are. As soon as you get them up, you, you feel that wobble in your arms. And, the, and, and that, that has its benefit. There's a reason why you do that. But um, if you want to get really strong, which you, you should want to do, if you're lifting weights, you should be wanting to get really strong, then you, you don't want to be lifting with dumbbells all the time. You want to get some barbells and yeah. get some weight So done. it all comes down to overload, a new stimulus. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And how do we do that? We do that through a multi, uh, uh, I'm going to use the word rad hates a myriad of different variables. Um, the, the really obvious one, which we've discussed already is load. The second most obvious is the exercise selection. Third is the amount of volume and volume can vary between the, the selection of exercises on the same muscle groups, the amount of sets, reps, uh, that you choose to do in the workout and the amount of workouts that you choose to do in a micro cycle, which is usually a week. Uh, and then you've got recovery variables. You can, um, you can manipulate the, the amount of recovery between sets. You can manipulate the amount of recovery between workouts, and you can even manipulate the amount of recovery between micro cycles or meso cycles. And um, Alex, uh, Alex Seabrook, who's about to endeavor on the uh, super accumulation program that I do a couple of times a year is going to learn what it's like or what it means to have to manipulate recovery between mesocycles because he's going to do a mesocycle of only two weeks of training and then have to have five days of zero training to recover and let that stimulus take take hold and take shape. Uh, so there's different ways that you can manipulate recovery. And then the last one, which is the least obvious, well, there's actually two more, is manipulating the tempo of movement. And we can do things like pause reps. We can pause at the, the least advantageous part of the stretch reflex shortening cycle and, and make it really difficult by eliminating inertia. We can do super slow eccentrics. We can do explosive reps. Uh, there's all, we can do constant tension reps. There's all sorts of different things we can do manipulating the, the uh, tempo. And then the final and most technical is manipulating intra and interset overload variables where we start to link 
link different things together. And this is where, uh, I guess, scientific programming, strength and conditioning really starts to take shape is when we start to do things like supersets, cluster sets, drop sets, constant tension sets, uh, mechanical drop sets, uh, giant sets, circuits, also Tabata, you know, all sorts of different things like that. And uh, it's, you know, th this is the thing, like if you, if you continually repeat the same program, you're missing out on this, like, it's like sort of the, you know, the <laughs> not like just, you're, you're just missing out on so much of the amazing literature and the amazing stuff that we have, the tools, what programming is all about and how you get the best results is don't get overwhelmed by it, but over time build a toolbox that you've got at your disposal that you can you know, choose the right tool for the right time and the right job. And, uh, and that's what, um, you know, I think that's what the UMS is, is why it's so good is because that's what our goal is to teach you guys. Well, you know. I think it's also, I think what, what I'd say to add to what you've just said is I think you're missing the point. You, you, you're really missing the point of what you should be doing when you're training, which is you should be continually challenging yourself. And people come in and do that UMS foundations program and they, have this like revelation like it happens all the time we get people talking about how after their first six weeks they just feel unbelievable and they can't believe how good it is and same thing as when people finish it you know we've got all these five-star reviews from it and so people think wow it was that amazing i'm going to repeat it but we've like that that foundations program is is truly amazing for many reasons but one of them because when you're a beginner or when you're new to it is that we've kept it simple and we've made it very, very basic and straightforward as to, as to what it is that you should be doing. But you need to move out of that phase and you do need to start moving into that, you know, adding some of those more variables that you were just speaking about there. And you can look at on the other end of the spectrum. I was talking about this in the class this morning that I was teaching. If you go to the average gym, like big chain gym where people aren't getting coached unless they hire a personal trainer, you can see the other end of the spectrum all the time where you can see buff heads that really have no idea what they're doing and they're trying to do all of those giant sets and massive overload techniques when they haven't even got the basics down pat. Mm. And the idea of those things that Yanni was talking about right at the end there, he left those right to the end because that's when you've exhausted all other options and you, but you still need to create a stimulus that causes adaptation. So you start bringing in these really complex ways of programming with inter and inter um, set and workout overload techniques, right? Yeah. But you need to be slowly working on something that is a little bit more than what the last thing was. Yeah. You know, it's it's a really important thing. And that's to do. what an that's journey. why the the, the 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 method is coined progressive overload. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it starts to become pretty clear when you when you start utilizing this when that's why testing is so valuable is is when you start, you know, doing any type of weights training or, or gym training, like each time you turn up to testing week, you're going to be better. Like you're just yeah, going to get yeah. really quick adaptations and then it'll, it'll start to become quite clear after you've done a few testing cycles that, uh, okay, I'm not quite progressing in the same way. And you know, once you've had that real good foundation and getting those sort of um, beginner gains, that's when you think, okay, you know, do I need to complicate this and, and start to bring in these things? So mm -hmm. it's, it's just such a um, good example of why the, you know, the testing side of things is key. So yeah, yeah, and that's what we're doing right now at Unity Gym and in the UMS online coaching. Where this week is testing week. And, you know, for those of you, when you finish, you know, if you're watching this and, and, and this is speaking to you because you're sitting here repeating the same programs or you're wondering what you should do when you finish the foundations program, you move to the progressions program and you do testing week. And testing week will tell you this is how to create something that's much 
more customized to your needs because the foundations program is a generic program and it's generic for many reasons we've we've done it because it is for the majority of people it is what the majority of people need in order to get better and it's also a generic to keep it simple because mm. at, the, at the earlier levels there's a real danger of overwhelm and we've seen it a lot we've seen people get overwhelmed with what it is that we teach and if that causes you to pull back and think oh i can't do this this is too complex for me then that's a that's a bad thing and, and you know, we've failed you. So yeah. that's what to build of, up that confidence that yeah. you know you, you know what you're doing and, and that really yeah. brings a lot of power. And then when you start to get creative about what you know, what you want to how you're gonna progress, it should really align with your goals and if you haven't gone back to the first eight episodes of uh yeah. <laughs> of the yeah. show to like really get your goals straight because then you can start to I think all of these um overload principles and, and weight variables start to make sense when you have kind of an end in mind. So for me at the moment, um I'm doing uh a lot of um, beach volleyball and, and for that I need a good vertical jump in the sand and a bit of strength endurance for um, you know running around the sand for a couple hours so now my programming really matches that where I'm starting to get down to sort of you know lower rep explosive sets um, and then finishing off with some you know higher rep strength endurance sort of stuff so you can start to it starts to make a bit of sense in you about how you choose these variables because at the beginning when you're just getting into all this stuff it's like well, I don't know what to do. Like, there's just <laughs> so much out there. And then, yeah, so that's just, I think, a key thing is to keep your goal in mind when you're starting to get into the mm. fancy programming. And that's why you need, do need to change. Yeah. 100%. Now, I, I, we couldn't have planned this better because Vinnie Brown has asked us, like, the best question. First of all, um, no, it's not Bono. Uh, Quok, these are my um, blue blockers. I had a flare-up with my eye this morning. My, my bloody cornea tore again when I woke up at 5.30 this morning. And uh, so I'm a bit sensitive to the bright light. And um, it just looks better than black glasses on the show. But quite frankly, I'd prefer to wear blacks. Um, Vinnie Brown, I've built some context and then I'll let Rad dive into this because I know he's chomping at the bit. Uh, Vinnie, we'll pay you your 50 bucks later for asking that question. That is like the most <laughs> perfect way that I wanted to lead this conversation. Uh, is, hi guys, how would you apply progression to stretching? With weights, it seems pretty straightforward. With stretching, not so much. Well, first and foremost, what I'll say uh, before Rad dives in is, um, it is a lot more obvious with weights because you can progressively overload uh, by adding load uh, and and then manipulating the other variables that we've discussed there. But surprisingly, people still get it wrong. They still stay doing the same handful of movements, and there's it's a there's a psychology. Um, behind that, that is, you know, staying in your comfort zone. Once you've got a routine that feels like it's producing a result for you and you're comfortable with it, then you just want to put that on repeat. And unfortunately, it's a, a, not a very good way to train your body. One reason is because it produces overuse injury when you're not, think of, you know, one of the uh, things that I really liked, the analogy that I really liked, one of my friends, Ben Pekulski, said to me one time when we were training together was, Think about changing the exercise selection like rotating the tires on your car. You know, when you're when you're doing the same movements over and over and over again, you do get wear and tear to your joints and your body doing the same stuff over and over and over again, just like your I'd tires. I'd like to just kind of change that where I, I'm not sure that's entirely uh, right. Like not necessarily wear and tear, but you're certainly going to um, like cause a very much um kind of well how do i say this an inability to do anything outside of what you know you're practicing and that 
become makes your body more fragile because you haven't exposed it to um, a wide variety. It, yep. So like it, movement itself is not necessarily wear and tear, but certain like yeah, I don't know. I just want to yeah. kind of get that message right because I really don't want people to take away like oh, I'm if I keep on you know just doing a squat, then I'm you know gonna yeah, have bad hips. Yeah, like that's yeah, just not yeah, right. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but think of it like rotating the tires on your car. Uh, if you you know if you continually do the same thing over and over again, it's going to have a negative impact on your performance and it's going to make you more fragile. And uh, yeah, you, you want to give it that variety. And you know what, Vinny, we are literally, as per popular demand, because a lot of people asked for it when I questioned it, we are making a version two of the 18 minute stretching routine for this exact reason uh, this week, and it'll be ready this weekend. And the, the reason why is because, yes, when you apply progression to stretching, you will start to see improvement. And at the basic level, we've created a couple of programs that have you know, that are designed to be a little bit more challenging than the last one. Um, and within the Mobility Masterclass, you have all of the different um, phases in there. But for the one that the most people have, the 18-minute stretching routine, it has been the same for people for many years. And, and I don't do that program anymore. I do something that has evolved for me. And so you'll see what that's like. That was a um, terrible answer to his question, it? by the way. Why? Yeah. Okay, let me go, Vinny. Uh, with stretching, you are limited. Unlike strength training, it's a lot harder to, um, to, to progressively overload because you're not always loading with weights and you, you know that there's less variables that you can manipulate. So the most important variable to manipulate with stretching to progressively overload is the selection of movements. You know, stretching and flexibility is so very much about your brain adapting and starting to feel comfortable in those end ranges. And what happens is that you, you know, you will get comfortable in the same position reasonably quickly. It doesn't happen as quickly as strength training, the adaptation, I think, with flexibility. And the path, the progression is not as linear. You can't expect a result every time you turn up because it's so much about your history and your, you know, what you've exposed your body to in the past. But the most important thing to change up with flexibility training is the selection of movement. And I'll, I'll share a, a, a story, an experience I had in the last couple of years. I've been working extremely hard to lengthen my hamstrings and to get a better pike stretch where I can like one day maybe get my chin to my knees or toes. They call it a chin to toe stretch, which is requiring a lot of hamstring flexibility, but is very, very practical when you want to do press handstands and uh, gymnastics and calisthenics movements. And um, I was banging away at a loaded hamstring stretch that we do in the program, which is a fantastic stretch where I'm literally doing a pike with dumbbells in my hands standing. And I just hit a wall. I just wasn't getting much of a result anymore. And a friend of ours uh, made a suggestion to go to a straddle, a standing straddle stretch where I stand on a couple of boxes and in, in, a, in a, uh, a pancake position, in a straddle position, and hold the weights in the middle, maybe a dumbbell or a barbell or something like that, or a kettlebell, and just allow it to pull me down there. And just by making that one change, I got a huge leap in my progress in my hamstrings. Now the hamstring stretch was not just stretching the hammies, it was stretching the adductors as well, but it still produced a really, really good result with my hamstrings. And then recently I went to just a straight up um, uh, chin to toe 
sort of elevated foot stretch where I'm flossing the nerves and I got another big breakthrough, you know, and, and so you, the, with stretching, it's very much about how you can periodize the movements themselves because we don't have the nice variable of load and, you know, volume you can definitely um, manipulate uh, and recovery. Yeah, you can manipulate recovery. We've found that actually giving yourself a little bit more recovery between um, stretch intense stretching workouts works really well but it's not as straightforward as you say as strength training so unlike having this amazing array of dumbbells that you can always use or um, barbells and things like that which of course you can when we're doing loaded stretching you can increase the load but you very quickly cap it out with stretching like you get to a point where it's sort of dangerous if you continually add weight I think that's the type of answer he was looking for sure yeah <laughs> uh, I hope yeah, that I really, helps. I like that. Um, yeah, variability in movement because as as sort of Yanni just briefly mentioned there with the, you know, going into uh, that forward flexion at the hip, like your hamstrings are the main muscles that do that, but also your adductor magnus, which is the the largest of the um, adductor muscles, like it plays a role um, in that move in. Uh, extension as well of the hip so yeah by uh, getting the all the muscles around it and also putting your joints into different positions you're gonna yeah facilitate um more movement so yeah I like it yeah and, and yeah it comes down to what we we're talking about before as well with you know that it, when you have uh, a more exposure to different ways of doing things and your body is now spent some time with variability then if you go out into the real world and you have to like you know bend down to do some gardening or whatever and you're sort of in a you know Cossack squat sort of bend forward like you're that's the kind of situation where it's like your body's like hey I've done this before you know this isn't a problem for me before but if you've only done um you know your your middle splits training uh separately to doing your um you know forward bend then uh you haven't kind of explored the mid-range between the two so it's just such a good idea to expose your body to as many different um positions as you can because then You'll be ready for it in real life. In real life, that's right. It becomes very, very rarely functional. work in like just set planes. Yeah, and and back to what Rad's saying with the eighteen minute routine. You know, this is the the all all of our stretching programs should be. Um, you, you should be progressing from one to the other. And that's what we're trying to do. And, and, and unfortunately, in the past, it's created a little bit of complexity for people because people then try and combine programs and sort of come up with some sort of super program. But that's not the idea. And this is what we were talking about last week. The idea is that these programs should become tools in your toolbox. And so when we create the new version 2.0 of the 18-minute stretch routine that um, we're hoping, hoping to try and get done this week, uh, it is it doesn't replace the original. It becomes the next stepping stone, the next milestone for those of you who have nailed that 18 minute routine or have been practicing it for a few months now. Uh, you guys have the amazing luxury of being able to adapt um, and then progress quickly. We, we unfortunately have to design these bloody things and that takes a long time. So when we, to give you an example, to build some context, when we created the 18 minute routine, we did it for a year and it wasn't until we really plateaued and all of us were just going well this isn't we're not getting any any better we need to come up with a better solution that we then created a different program and then started doing
doing that. But for someone, for, for you guys who are coming along and just discovering Unity Gym or the Unify Movement System now, oh my God. And I've seen this with, uh, with our members. Rad and I uh, and Richie talk about this all the time. It's kind of embarrassing because our members are progressing faster than we did, you know, and that's because they just have this roadmap laid out in front of them of the journey that we've gone on. But our journey is far longer because we're having to do the discovery and the experimentation and the the tweaking and the program design along the way whereas our members just get to absorb it all you know a bit more efficient hey yeah that's no, right no r d needed and we're, we're, we're now getting to the point where i'm literally looking at members of in, in the gym who came a year ago who were way behind my level of um, flexibility and are now starting to overtake me, you know? And, and I'm like, fuck, I gotta get my, I gotta get my game on. This is, uh, this is getting embarrassing, but you know, that's just the way it goes when you're laying out such a great program. And you know, we, we may have ragged on the foundations program a little bit at the start. We certainly didn't intend didn't to. It is it such a good program all. and that's part of the problem. Part of the problem is that it's such a good program that people, just do it and feel great and then want to go back and do it again. Yeah. But the problem is you're not going to get the same result the second time around, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I would dare say, and this came off the back of, I think Connor's question, was it Connor? Uh, Connor O'Shea from the um, well, uh, yeah, online asked, group. Well, I don't know what he, you... He was one of the people that asked, uh, I've got a couple yeah, yeah. of little niggling yep. injuries. Should I go back and do the foundations again? And my answer nine times out of 10, Connor, for you and anyone thinking this is if it's within like six to 12 months, I'd say no. There's so many tools in that toolbox oh, man, of the for UMS. Like, for somebody like Connor, I wouldn't say ever go back and do that. What you would do is at his level you assess which like he, i asked him what his injuries were or what he's experiencing and it's all unilateral stuff to do with one side so that doesn't mean you go back and do the whole foundations program again there's so many ways you can go about that and a simple solution would be you you can just do some unilateral programming for your lower body but you're still using the progressions programming principles. So you yeah. can just do, uh, instead of squats for a cycle, do split squats. And you could even do three cycles of that. You could go front foot, elevated flat foot, and then Bulgarian split yeah. squats. Um, you do high step ups. You could do back racked high step ups and then front racked high. Like there's all these different things, but it's not go back and do the most basic stuff you did before. There's, yeah. just, there's different ways to think about things. And look, don't get me wrong. Um, the uh, Don't get rad wrong, sorry. The foundations program is, is not basic. It's like most people are seriously challenged by it. And even that's even very fit people. But it's it's just about doing the same stimulus again. You know, it's you're not going to get the, the same adaptation. And this is another thing a specific for Connor. Um, he's got niggles in his body. He's complaining of a hip issue and an arm issue. You know, going and doing unilateral may not actually be the answer for him yeah. at the moment because unilateral is going to load that hip even more. So it might be that he just needs to regress the weight or the load or the volume of the intensity the of his squat or the range. Yeah. That's exactly right, you know. And like, I mean, a perfect example, myself, I recently hurt my arm quite badly. Yes, I could have gone back and started doing unilateral lateral because that arm was going to be really let down in comparison to the other arm but I didn't I, I just did a partial range pull up and um, and it's sorting itself out you know there's a there's a really good example I ha of course I had to deload it I was doing 30 kilo 40 kilo strapped to my body pull-ups before that and I went back to doing body weight and I started by doing a, a really shortened range for any of you on the podcast I'm demonstrating a really shortened range pull-up 
Um, and now I'm, I've progressed back to doing full range pull-ups and then slowly over the next couple of weeks, I'll progress to doing weighted pull-ups again, loaded pull-ups again. And I've, I've, I've changed the grip from supinated to pronated. I'm going to do a semi-supinated grip next. So yeah, look, it's, it's not always the case that you, you get regress right back to doing uh, the beginner. The only time I would say you should is if you've taken a lot of time off training. Like let's say hypothetically you travel around the world for six months. Or you've been in lockdown from a global pandemic. Yeah. And you That's another gym. really great <laughs> example. Is, yeah. yeah. Why, yeah. The, why the foundations went, you know, back on sale a while ago. Yeah, yeah about that's such exactly a right. Ramp. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So, um, and Connor um, and anyone on our UMS online coaching group, make sure you tune in this Friday at uh, 9.15am straight after this show when we're going to be going live to you guys to be giving you some very specific coaching about this stuff. Um, so I know that we have Josh, uh, Joshua Charles Dorr, who's going to be um, ch uh, chiming in so that we can give him some coaching on his questions. And uh, Connor, I've asked you to tune in as well so that we can give you some coaching as well. That's where we're going to... Anyone who's on the you know, online coaching group, make that's the right. most of it. Yeah, it's jump in. Yeah, yeah that's in right. And, uh, we're going to be talking all about uh, the assessment week and how you use those results um, to create your customized program. Um, we're, we're probably going to continue with this topic um, for this week, I think, uh, because it is something that a, a lot of people really need to, to get a deeper understanding of. And uh, we need to keep banging this drum. So tune in tomorrow. Uh, we'll go deeper on this, get your questions in, and we'll answer them um, as soon as we can. Yeah. 100%. Have a good day, everyone. We'll Have a great day, guys. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.